Film Pulse is supported by the kind donations from listeners like you. Please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Film Pulse for just $1 a month and help keep the podcast on the air. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls up my lobby yard. Watching the Grobian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 264. My name's Adam Patterson. I'm joined today by Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Doing pretty good. We're also joined by Mr. Ryan Holes. How are you? Pretty good. It's been a minute, man. How have you been? Pretty good. Hanging in there? How was your holiday? Uh, just like your brother. <laughs> All right. I got to actually see Ryan over the holiday break. How was that, Ryan? Uh, that part was exciting, but then I went back to my regular old life. <laughs> oh my god, it's so depressing. <laughs> we watched uh, we watched Ernest Saves Christmas, and it was pretty pretty great. Wonderful. That movie yeah. is fucking awful. It is. <laughs> extraordinarily bad oh i the funny thing is i remember really liking it as a kid but man oh boy does it hold up no sir it does not it's it's so awful oh man it definitely does not hold up uh what movie did we have you watch this week garbage pail kids garbage pail kids the movie Pick this in honor of National Sticker Day. Hell yeah. This week? <laughs> National Sticker Day. Gotta love them stickers. Yeah. Uh, so this came out in uh, 1987. It's an adaptation of the Garbage Pail Kids stickers. Very popular item. We'll, we'll talk about those in a bit. Uh, let me see if I have a synopsis here. Dodger must confront the struggles of life as he is visited by the garbage pail kids <laughs> and intimidated by some older bullies. Okay, this is directed by Rod Amatow. Amatio? Amatio. Stars, uh... Oh, nobody. <laughs> doesn't star anybody of that, that uh, most people would probably recognize are you sure ryan yeah oh. not not that i can tell at least ryan tell us a little bit about the garbage pail kids uh well at the beginning this kid running through a park and a few bears chasing him and they finally catch up them and some other bully one of their other friends Steps in the way, and they'll stop. And there's four boys in the head, and they end up pushing the kid into the mud and take his money. And it, it turns out the kid works at a antique shop. But the other is some sort of magician. 
which is really never explained why he just is able to say magical shit and make it happen. And in this show, has this gorgeous man, and at the beginning of the movie, it starts vibrating and shaking all about. And the way that he decides to get the lid secure on it is by sending a helmet on top of it. And it's not like, it doesn't look like a extraordinarily big helmet or a heavy helmet. He just sits there and the, the guard's lid never comes off. So fast forward a little more. And it turns out the guard's fail falls over. And the inside there is slime. And the slime starts moving out. Now all of a sudden these little kids come in. Well, I say kids, but pretty sure they're little people. But they're kind of like, uh, Brock City and Bebop from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, they have, like, real, real big dead eyes. But they have human qualities elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and apparently, anyone has promised these kids being out and about. And... The owner is looking for a way, a spell, to put them back into the pail. And meanwhile, like I said, they just let them go. And now throughout the entire business, yeah. And the, the kid is trying to eat this girl. Throughout the movie, that is, like me, five years older than him. And he's apparently in love with her. But the boy from the beginning of the movie is her boyfriend. And one minute, he treats her like absolute shit. And the next minute, they're like best friends. So that's a little confusing, and that happens throughout the way. And she's on the class, and the kid is looking for somewhere to talk to her. <laughs> and the grocery kids. And up making a clothing, making some clothing, and she sees it, she's impressed. And by the way, she also sells clothing on the side. And by on the side, I mean on Friday night, 
She gives some club a pulls in the way up with a bag class. He gets him out and people just frantically start going through them and throwing money at her. So she's impressed by this um, jacket that he has on. And he, she asks him to, well, he tells her he made it himself. And she asks him if he can make five more by Friday, this Friday, that she can sell them. And he gives back to the girls for kids and asks them to make him more. And they say no at first, and they're like, we only have one machine, and they solve that by having a montage where they bring into a sweatshop. It's literally called a sweatshop. And they're bringing that seal the solutions from there and start making this class. And if they make them all, one night, her boyfriend has spiked something weird is happening. And he spies on them. And eventually sees the girl kids. And he then finds out there's a reward for them at the Oh I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah. It's a home the home for ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> like it's some ridiculous name oh, and he God. finds out that they were reward tight so let's get them into the van and the way he does that is this girl invites the young kid to fashion show and while they're going, they lock the, uh, quote-unquote, back room and lock the glacial kids inside. And they try it out. And they have a discussion about how if the kids are good, and eventually, the boys come down, lock the door, and take them to this home. And also, in the home, they have cages, and they're labeled, what's just too ugly, what's just too hairy. Once it's too skinny, it's much other ridiculous ones. And then my favorite, the one.
Santa is too crippled. I'm not sure how you made so crippled. <laughs> just, just crippled enough is okay. Like semi crippled is okay. Yeah, but not new one. Yeah, I didn't know there's different stages of crippledness. Yeah. So the the, the surrender ends up getting in this um. And getting the keys, their cage, and with the help of a bigger gang that you briefly meet in the BS where, by the way, they have a bar called The World's Toughest Bar. It's what it's called. Well, if it's called that, then you know it must be. <laughs> it's gotta be. And with their help, they bring the garage walkheads around. And the store owner is trusting some incantation to get them back in, and it doesn't work. So it lets them. You go out into the world, and if I play a bathroom, he does not care. All right, so what did you think of this movie? Uh, it was not good. <laughs> not good? good. Now, my first question is, were you a fan of the Garbage Pail Kids as a kid? Uh, but I, uh, up, I guess. I would also like to point in Ryan's rundown. Were there garbage pail kids in this movie? Because it didn't, <laughs> didn't really sound like it. Yeah. Like, it did not sound like a garbage pit. Like if you didn't say the title at the beginning and after his rundown, I had to guess, you know, the subject of this movie. I think garbage pail kids would be and you know like my 75th try yeah i i probably wouldn't have thought about it at all it sounded like it was just about a bunch of kids who get kidnapped and put in the state home for the ugly yes which and, is the that is the name for it yeah that's <laughs> the actual name a, a prison where people too ugly for society are brought and executed this sounds serious yeah it does uh, so this is noted as one of the worst films ever made. Yeah, it sounds say, like it. Would you say it's one of the worst ever made, Ryan? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just stack up the Catwoman. Uh, it was a little mouth. Uh-oh. It was a Catwoman, but not be a budget. It was in the 80s, so I knew I knew for the get go, it's gonna be terrible. Hmm. That's a shame. I mean, you had to figure from the outset, like 1987 Garbage Pail Kids movie, it has to be awful. It can't be. You know, it has to be awful. There's no yeah, other I mean, way. This, this one's like notorious. It's notoriously bad. I remember liking it as a kid. I remember really, really wanting to see it. And then finally, when I did see it, I think I liked it, 
Although I, I'm not really sure, actually. Because I didn't see it until many years after it came out. It came out when I was like, what, four years old? Yeah. So it was many years later. And I remember I knew that it existed and I really wanted to see it. And I remember it was really hard to find. And then finally, there was a video store nearby or whatever, A to Z video or one of those that had a copy of it. And I was so excited. And I remember just thinking, like, this isn't very much like the Garbage Pail Kids at all. And I think the first, because the first thing I looked at here, I had to look up who the director is, see what else he did. And super prolific career. Like the whole way back to the fifties, which I think is mistake number one. You have a 64 year old man directing the garbage pail kids movie. Like maybe get someone younger, maybe not someone yeah. sixty four whose you know credits include like the Bob Cummings show from the fifties. Yeah, and Dobie Gillis. <laughs> Like, why? Why would you get? Why would you get this guy to direct the Garbage Pail Kids movie? Yeah, that's an excellent question. This is the last movie he did. Evidently, there was an episode of Gilligan's Island in 1992 called Marooned. Is that correct? Apparently, I guess they would. I guess they brought it back in the 90s. Uh, I guess so. Because he did direct one in, back in 64. Did a bunch of Dukes of Hazard. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh, according to this, it says the pilot... This is the pilot episode of Gilligan's Island, which was filmed in 1963, but it wasn't released until 30 years later. Oh, okay. Because people so, were clamoring for that pilot episode. <laughs> that missing pilot episode of... Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Jesus. So this was so Garbage Pail Kids. That was that was a career ender for him. That was it. Well, I think probably old age was a career ender because he (laughs) could be. I mean, he uh, he didn't die. He lived up until two thousand three. So I feel like after Garbage Pail Kids, he was probably just like, all right, this is. This is it. Like I'm, I'm done. Well, yeah, he's living off that Dukes of Hazard money. Fucking Dobie Gillis. <laughs> Those seven episodes of Dukes of Hazard <laughs> that he did, and the uh, twelve episodes of My Mother the Car. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the, the his big thing is like the George Burns and Gracie Allen show. He did seventy eight episodes of that. Yeah. Why? Why this? If I'm looking at this guy's resume, he's the last person I would pick for the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Unbelievable. Right. You, you want to get one of these like young upstarts. At least someone that knows Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. I think you have to know the source material at least a little bit before handling have, a movie like that. At least that. have your finger on the goddamn pulse. I recently watched uh, the Garbage Pail Kids documentary, and they briefly talk about the movie and just what a disaster it was. And everybody, everybody that was working on the garbage pill kids cards, like they, they were just like, yeah, they didn't 
consult us. They didn't like want anything to do with us. We had no idea what was going on with it. Mm. So it sounds like it was just set up for failure from the very beginning. Like, like everybody that worked on the cars, they were like, yeah, we never thought a movie was a good idea to begin with. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's a bad idea from the start. And then you just compound things by getting a guy, bringing a guy in with his Dobie Gillis expertise and knowledge (laughs) to direct it. Like that's just a recipe for disaster. And like the characters, the, the the kids themselves, I'm pretty sure. Like I don't even know if these were actual cards, like or if they just made these up for the movie. We had Valerie Vomit, Alligator, Foul Phil. I don't know if they were all. I re- I remember like the one guy, Nat Nerd. I I feel like I remember seeing a a card that. Had his because he was the one that like dressed as a as a superhero, right? Nat nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Man, they were hideous, weren't they? Holy shit! I'm looking at stills from the movie now, and those those costumes. I mean, I guess it's as good as you can get for for making the garbage pail kids into a live action thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's. It was never going to work. The funny thing is they were they were a parody of Cabbage Patch Kids, obviously. And I don't think Cabbage Patch, Patch Kids got a movie. Like, they didn't They didn't get no. their own movie. Yeah, there was. There was. Uh, well, it wasn't a live action one. It was an animated. That does, I don't count that. <laughs> they, they, they played it smart. They were like, you know what? It, like why didn't they make why didn't they make it an animated movie? For God's sake, why would you make it live action? Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean that that's <laughs> you can do so they, much. You could do so much with an animated movie. Like you get get the artists that worked on the cards to be collaborators on it and have the animation be sim- like a similar art style. I mean, I don't know what you would do as far as a plot or anything, but at least it would it might look cool. Uh, and I remember yeah. like the the cars were really they were like really, really gross and some of them were pretty offensive and kind of really disgusting. But the movie kind of dumbed everything down a little bit. Like I remember I remember there's like slime and stuff and some I think the one kid like pees on the stage. I seem to remember a scene. Yeah, there's one kid that pees like all the time. Yeah. And he always comments about that he's peeing in pants. <laughs> but I remember like the greaser guy. He was just like, other than being weird looking, there was nothing particularly gross about him. <laughs> Same with the, the alligator. Like, oh, his. What's his what's his gross out ability? Oh, he's he's, he's an alligator. Eight us feet. Get a foot, foot fetish. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh what about God. Messy Tessie? What was her thing? She was just uh, a mess. She, she had snot. Is it the one? Oh uh, yeah, she's probably the one that had snot all over uh, her. All yeah. the time. 
And then I'm guessing Wendy Winston is, uh, I guess he farted. Is that his? Yeah. There's one that looks real dark. It looks real out of place. And like it was almost forced. It, was it was it racist? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at it. it looks like it might be a little racist. It kind of reminded me of that. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And then who was the bald one? That looks oh, like he's like a baby. Yeah. I don't know. But he always called me Obama that. He was like a giant baby. That was his shtick? He's a giant baby? Yeah. Alright. I mean, it essentially writes itself. (laughs) There's so much material there. It's just, there's so much depth. You can go a hundred million different ways with this. Kevin, were you a Garbage Pail Kids fan? I I never had them. But, uh... There was a the kid in the neighborhood that he had them, and man, I used to love looking through those things. And I always thought one day, one day I'm gonna get some garbage pail kids. And that never happened. Still kind of mm. bummed out about it because that kid always had everything. He had the garbage pail kids. He was the first one having an Atari. Fucking hmm. asshole. Kid got everything. I don't like him. I what, what happened to that kid today's world? He probably suffers from opioid abuse now. I have no idea. I they haven't seen that kid. Uh, oh, Zach was probably bitch to that kid. Uh, I, I remember I had a few packs of them. I, I really liked them, but I don't think I was really encouraged to. To buy them, I don't think my parents would ever want to buy them for yeah, me because they, they were I just like. I don't think that's why I was in. No, I don't think my parents like them either. I mean, it's easy to see why. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. I think there was there, there were a couple that were like really. There was like a suicide one or something, and like some of them were really kind of. Push push the boundaries. Oh yeah. Well, and also too. I mean, if you're a, if you're a parent, the trading cards with like that's what's depicted on the trading. That's I mean, that's not a good use of money. I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't let my kids buy them either if I had any. Yeah. The best thing is that they were made by Tops, the baseball card <laughs> the, the company. this movie. Cards. Yeah, because you now they own. I think they still own the Garbage Pail Kids. Actually, they kind of rebooted them a few times. I think back in the the early aughts, they rebooted them, and they might have done it again since then. I remember they did get sued. They they got sued by uh, who was it? Mattel that made Cabbage Patch Kids. Whatever company made Cabbage Patch Kids, they got sued by them, and they had to alter the the look of the Garbage Pail Kids a little bit. Mm. So, like, when you look at the first series of cards versus what happened after they got sued, 
they had to like alter the logo a little bit, I think, and they had to like alter the way that they looked. Just an interesting garbage pail kids fact. Whatever. Uh, Ryan, any final thoughts regarding the the garbage pail kids movie? I thought I faked my leg on my head, and now I can hear you both. Wonderful. But no. No. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I was going to put something at the beginning of the show, but I'll just mention it now. We're trying a new audio setup and working out the kinks. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this national day. This is National Sticker Day. January 13th is oh, National oh, yeah. Sticker Day. So, coming up on Saturday. Oh, national perfect. Sticker Day is observed annually on January 13th. This is a day to celebrate all things stickers. From the custom printing of them to sharing stickers, every sticker has a story. Historians credit the European merchants in the 1880s as the first to stick labels on their products in an effort to promote their goods and wares by passers-by. These savvy pre-industrial entrepreneurs used a gum paste to get the labels to adhere and, well, hence, stickers. By the 1900s, the a sticker-specific paste has had been developed and was widely used, most notably on stamps, which dried and then would reapply when moistened. National Sticker Day is January 13th in honor of R. Stanton Avery, who was born on that day in 1907. Avery was the original creator of the adhesive label with a removable backing. Wow. How to observe. Buy or make special stickers. Take photos of them to post on social media using National Sticker Day hashtag. It's so unbelievably sad. If so, yes. Imagine if that's going to be someone's Saturday coming up. They go out, they go to like Michael's or whatever, buy a bunch of stickers, get home, like clear off a table. Take all sorts of pictures, adjust the lighting and whatnot, your angles, and then just spend the rest of the day posting them to social media. Yeah, it sounds pretty pretty sad. Could you imagine? No. I'm sure a lot of the things I do, people would <laughs> be like, oh, God, can you imagine? That's so sad. <laughs> what does he do? He sit, sits around on a Saturday and watches... Death Wish 1 through 4 all in a row. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's a better day than taking pictures of your stickers. I think Hash- so. But, hashtagging uh, yeah. that shit up on your Twitter and your Instagram. Making stickers. That's, that's an interesting prospect. I'm sure that they mean like buying sticker paper or something and then like drawing and cutting oh, out your sure. own. But I but when I hear making stickers, I imagine like mixing up the glue, like putting the ingredients together for the adhesive, like making it's a, stickers. It's a, it's a whole thing making the paper. Yeah, it's it's like it takes all day. It's a whole it takes the entire weekend. Ryan, how are you going to celebrate National Sticker Day? 
Hell yeah. And it looks fantastic because I'm quite the artist. Nice. Man, can't, uh, can't wait to check now, out your feed. Now, those are, those are some <laughs> stickers I would love to see pop up on my social media feed. <laughs> I really look forward to this. I hope it happens. Oh, my God. Please, Ryan. Draw me some stickers and post them on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, God. I would totally stick those on my Trapper Keeper. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what? Uh, th- we've, we've been we've been off for so long, I totally forgot how to make this show. We forgot to give you your uh, oh, yeah. the, the drum roll and the score. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, All right, Ryan, what do you give the Garbage Pail Kids? One... That is a one out of ten. That's sad. Not surprising, though. No, no, not surprising. I, I might. I was gonna try to rewatch this in anticipation of of doing this, but I just did not have the time. One where the two crippled cage and. How weird the little girl kids look. They, their eyes just—they're so dead. Do the eyes? So <laughs> giant. Do the eyes move or do they just stay still? They just—they move a little bit sometimes, but mostly just. The mouth move and try to keep up with the words, but that doesn't work out too well. But I remember they they had that kind of 80s and maybe even 90s style puppet look, like sort of animatronic puppet where there was almost too much articulation happening and there were like so many mouth movements and stuff that it, it just looked really weird. Got into that like uncanny valley territory. Uh, they look like Roxanne and Beba from the I don't remember Rocksteady and Beba. They weren't even in the. the you mean from they Turtles were, 2? Toka and Razor are the names yeah, from the uh, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. I forget <laughs> Yeah, I still remember the names. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they for some reason they made the decision not to include two of the most iconic henchmen and make up two completely different ones <laughs> that weren't in any of the comics or anything. Genius. Alright, I think genius. that's gonna close it out this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.